Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back after a week absence, Believe in Betting LA episode 14, and there's a great reason that we omitted to record last week. And that's because, Chris, I was on the road. I went to Madison, Wisconsin, home of the top eight ranked Wisconsin batters. We'll talk a lot more about them when we move on. I also went to Oxford, Mississippi, where I was present for the Cal at Ole Miss football game. So it was a tremendous football weekend for me. Chris, how did the last 10 days go for you? Uh, They went just fine for me outside of losing – Horribly on everything I predicted in our last episode, uh, but we had a very. Ago, though, you know, you may have you may have been really awesome last week, but we just didn't record. You got to give yourself some phantom credit. You're right. I was. I probably <laughs> went six and zero, and everything I did last week was great. Uh, no, but uh, I thought um, honestly, my favorite time of the football season is kind of like week four through eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, most given we got a lot of quarterback injuries, but by and large, teams tend to be really healthy. Still, you still get to get those marquee players out there. Um, and you got good matchups. So this is uh, this is the best time, I think, of the football year outside of the playoffs. Yeah, really, once you turn the corner to October, and that's when you start to really kind of know some of these teams a little bit better, I think that's when you can have at least the informed gambler can have a little bit more success. Again, this is Believe in Betting LA. We're on to episode 14. We're part of the Believe Podcast Network. Of course, that's at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And that's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe. Do you believe? And this is episode 14. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter, smaxwell713. I'll be liking lots of random badger posts and various other fancy football things and betting. Chris is at Lou Mandingo Rock and Stag Capital. Of course, that's Chris's betting mantra is at Stag Cap. How do we do? And this is two weeks ago. So this would have been uh, week three of the college football season and week two of the NFL season. I went three and four. That puts my overall record of course, just through those three weeks at 8, 9, and 1. Chris regressed to the mean after a scintillating start to the season. He went 1 and 5. You still have a great record, 13, 7, and 1. One of my friends actually texted me last week, are you guys going to record? And I told him, no, you know, I'm in Mississippi right now, uh, and, and I'm not going to be able to record. And he said, man, Chris has been winning me money. So, you know, some people out there are listening. They're taking our advice. They're betting on your bets, and they are winning. So let's move on. Let's talk about this week. And let's start with USC football, tale of two SC teams since we last spoke. And I mean that very literally. They went on the road. They lost a heartbreaking game at BYU, 30-27 to in overtime. And then last Friday, I was actually watching this game from a bar in Oxford. Second play of the game, Trojans starting quarterback or backup quarterback, now starter Keaton Slovis went down the second play game with a concussion. He did not return Matt Fink came in there and just is launching the ball downfield. I mean, they literally were not holding anything back, just lobbing the ball up. There was like three flags up over there. Guess who has the more talented go-getters and, and, and receivers? Uh, that's SC. They went up and they got the ball. Uh, Matt Fink did have that one really bad interception late in that game. But USC with a big 30-23 to home win against top 10 ranks Utah in preseason Pac-12 South. Uh, favorite Utah. SC with a big win. and. <laughs> You know, we're, we're in danger, really, if you're an SC fan, of, of saving Clay Helton's job, if that's something that you don't want. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Clay Helton as a coach, as a person. I would not mind seeing him stay there, but I am, of course, not a USC fan. 
This week, the Trojans travel up to Seattle. They're taking on the Washington Huskies. Both teams are 3-1. and one. The Huskies are a home 10.5-point favorite. The over-under is set at 60. This one's Saturday at 12.30 p.m. from Husky Stadium. Give me your thoughts on this one here, Chris. So I think, you know, my cousin actually, she goes to USC, and she's a freshman. No, she's a sophomore. And she said, uh, you know, how come USC's backup quarterback came in and he was really good and now the third string quarterbacks in and he's really good <laughs> and I said, yeah i said because it's it's usc and you know okay maybe maybe the bags of money aren't coming out like they used to but they still get a lot of talent and the difference between those guys is probably one or two or maybe three practices where one guy looked just a little bit better than the other the talent is there on sc um, talented enough, certainly, to to win the Pac-12 South. I think that's something that they should do. Uh, Washington is really good, too. Uh, I actually think this is going to be a great game, and my, my pick in it is actually going to be the under. Um, and this gets back to the same thing I always say, is it's just the price. I think, especially with what happened with Washington and UCLA, USC's high-powered on offense. I think they think this is going to be a score fest, but the price is just looking great right now. I found 60 and a half at even money. Um, if you can get that under 60 half at even money, like that's a great bet. Um, again, who cares what might happen? You're just getting your value on the best stock pick you can get, right? And right now that just looks great. And this actually I think is going to be a good game. Uh, I think this is going to be one of the back, better Pac-12 games you're going to see all year because I think SC has something to prove. And Washington, if they have any pride whatsoever, should have a just god-awful taste in their mouth. <laughs> yeah, these these two have played some real memorable games over the years. I mean, you're right in the fact that SC recruits really well. Matt Fink was in the transfer portal. He was rumored to have committed to University of Illinois to go play uh, in the Big Ten. And obviously when uh, the injury to JT Daniels went down, he... Uh, remained was the backup quarterback and is now the starter. Keaton Slovis is still in the concussion protocol, so it'd be very surprising at this point uh, if he ends up playing on Saturday. And look, the way Matt Fink was lobbing the ball up there, they're keeping things simple. There's a little bit of tape on him now. Uh, can he repeat the success that he had last week? And I really just don't think he will be able to. Both these teams are very talented. Washington is a grinded out, kind of slow paced team most of the time. They want to play great defense. You know, I look at when they played Cal a couple weeks ago at home, and they lost 20 to 19. I don't know if I see it to be that low scoring, but I agree with you. I don't know if you're reading my show notes or not, but I also am taking the under here. I'm getting at 60, and I still like it there. If you can get 60.5 at even money, that is a no doubt slam dunk bet. So we both agree here on under in the USC and Washington game. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Bruins and what has happened to this UCLA offense. A couple weeks ago, they got absolutely embarrassed at home, forty-eight to sorry, forty-nine to seventeen. Uh, forty-eight to seventeen, they were down to the Sooners, and they lost against the um, against Washington State last week on the road. They were down forty-nine to seventeen. Very similar score in the third quarter. It looked like that was going to fizzle out. They were going to go zero and four. They come back and they win. Miracle! Yeah. A absolute wild game, sixty-seven to sixty-three. I was. Of course, in Central Time, I woke up and saw that, and my jaw hit the ground. I had to pick it up when I was brushing my teeth. So amazing performance by UCLA. It's, it's difficult to know if that was just kind of a one-game thing or if this is UCLA turning the corner here. If they're going on the road. They're playing the Arizona Wildcats, 1-3 and three UCLA. Arizona is somehow 2-1 and one after an opening uh, loss to Hawaii. They've won a couple of games. This one's Saturday evening, 7.30 p.m. What a original, unique stadium name for Arizona. Arizona Stadium, so that's where the game's going to be from. Uh, this one's 
interesting. This is probably a game I would stay away from if I had uh, nothing, you know, if I didn't have to take a side here. <laughs> and that's what we've been doing here in Believe in Betting LA is betting uh, at least one thing from each LA team, both college and the NFL. So I'm going to go ahead and take Arizona first half. You see that's coming up with a high here. I think they're going to go out there and be a little bit flat in the first half. I don't necessarily think they can't cover six and a half, and they, they certainly could go in there and win. 71 seems like an astronomical number, but when you put up 130 points the week before, I'm sure as hell not taking the under in this game here. Arizona can put up points as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Wildcats first half. I don't have a line on that yet, but I imagine it'll be something like two and a half, three. What are your thoughts here on UCLA week four? Sorry, yeah, I don't want... Yeah, I don't want UC. I don't want anything really to do with UCL either. Um, and I, I just can't. I can't see them doing a whole, whole lot much the rest of the year because seeing Chip Kelly on a Fox Sports college football set next year is just predetermined in my mind. I can already see him sitting there with his lips sticking out, you know, giving giving hot takes on on offenses and and coaching decisions and play calls, and it's just it's predetermined that he will be on that Fox Sports set. I just it's going to happen. Uh, right now, I really like Arizona minus six half. Um, I see the price at minus 104, which I think is going to be pretty good. I think you might get some money in on UCLA just because of what happened last week. And, and like we spoke about, oh, they turned the corner. They've got it going now. Chip Kelly's offense is rolling. I don't think that's really going to be the case. I think uh, it was a fluke, which is too bad. Like That's the sort of thing that if UCLA is having a good season, that becomes a little bit legendary, right? They talk about that game. They talk about the comeback forever. It becomes part of lore, but it's going to get completely washed away in a, in a season where UCLA wins like three games, right? So uh, they're at Arizona. Um, one thing I will give Arizona is that's uh, a pretty tough place to play, I think. Uh, the Zoo, I believe their student yeah. section is called. Arizona Zoo. Yeah, like they, <laughs> they, seem to, they seem to come out. I mean, Arizona doesn't really have a lot of memorable football teams from what I know, but they get out there. Um, and I think, uh, I think Arizona wins this game by 13 points. So minus 6.5, minus 104. Again, please, 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 Shop only buy it at good price. Yes. <laughs> All right, you're on a roll here. What's your college bet of the week? Uh, this one is a little bit random, but I was scanning the markets, as you know, and I saw Fresno State at New Mexico State over 14 first half. I found it at minus 102. I don't know why it was minus 102. I don't know if that was a line mistake, but I said – this seems like a great price. And I looked at some other places and I saw it at minus 110. I saw it at minus 115. I saw it at minus 113. So I said, I'm jumping on this. I haven't done any research on this game. I don't know who's playing. I couldn't name the quarterbacks or the coaches. Doesn't matter. Price is right. Getting some money down on that over 14 in the first half. Wow, that's the most stag cap thing I think you've ever said. You literally have no idea. Yeah, I couldn't, <laughs> about couldn't tell you anything team. about him. You can't handicap anything, but you found the value. And, and you know, as you said many many times it's really all that matters for for stack capital so okay interesting bet of the week but you know that that's why it's your bet of i the can week. name i can name the the uh the mascot right fresno state's the bulldogs there you go what yeah, is new mexico state i have no idea new mexico is the logo they're the aggies they're the aggies, they're the aggies. Yeah. that's right new okay. mexico new mexico is is the logo as, as you mentioned um okay all right interesting I'm going to go to the Big Ten. And before we move on, just want to briefly talk about the Badgers. Take a victory uh, lap? I'm going to take one more victory lap. And my bet of the week last week would have been the Badgers minus three. I knew they were going to absolutely smash Michigan. This is, this is equally about both sides. Like the, A lot of the postgame coverage was just about Michigan. I think that's extremely unfair. Um, but they were hurting coming into that game. I don't think 
a bye week was going to do them any good, you know, going out there and making a statement by Shea Patterson. He literally said, we're going to go out there in Camp Randall and make a statement. Uh, and I just knew that to be false. So not only is Michigan trending downwards, I think we're going to see the end of the Harbaugh era, which is absolutely shocking. If you'd have told me that three or four years ago, I would have uh, not believed you. The Badgers look like they're, they're certainly a contender, not just in the Big Ten, but maybe even a college football contender. I don't think they're good enough to beat a Clemson or an Alabama, but to make the college football playoff, that could happen. That could happen. Uh, they play, of course, this week against Northwestern. Badgers will not be my bet of the week, but I am going to stay here in the Big Ten, and I'm going to take the Purdue Boilermakers. They're plus two, hosting the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Look, Purdue started last season a little bit slow as well, okay? And then they kind of turned it on, and they became a very good team. Uh, Minnesota has absolutely squeaked by so far this season. I'm pulling up their uh, their schedule right now just so I can give it to you exactly how it is. So far, they have not covered one by seven points at home against South Dakota State. My bet of the week in week two, they barely beat Fresno State on the road by three points in overtime. That was very close losing that game. And then they squeaked by two weeks ago against Georgia Southern. They only won that game by three. Okay, so their one road game was against Fresno State. They did not look great. Uh, I don't think this is a team that I have a lot of confidence in. I'm going to be looking to fade them uh, a bunch throughout the season. I love Purdue. I think they're going to be a good team here. They're actually very well coached. Both these teams are coming off of a bye, so neither one really has a true significant advantage. But I think Purdue's the better team. They're also home, and they're also getting two points. So that's the makings of a very good, very confident bet. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Boilermakers plus two against the Gophers. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the NFL. Let's talk about the Chargers, where we got some great news today. We're recording Wednesday, September 25th at 6.45 p.m. Earlier today, reports are that Melvin Gordon called up Tom Telesco of the Chargers and told him he will report tomorrow. He will not play this week at Miami, uh, but he will be back in week five. That is a tremendous boost to this team. Look, all over Twitter, you saw that. It's great to see that the Chargers are getting their backup running back back. I think that's extremely <laughs> fair to Melvin Gordon. He is a top five running back in this league. I don't care who, who anyone says. Austin Eckler is a change of pace back and a great one at that. But as the season progressed, especially if they wanted to make a run, Austin Eckler is not the guy you need on first and second down. It's a great third down back. And look, it's really good for the Chargers. They now have three running backs. They can survive an injury to one of these three guys. They can bring out different guys and provide different looks. And it's not obvious when, when Melvin Gordon's on the field if they're going to run. It's not necessarily obvious if Austin Eckler's on the field that they're going to pass. So this gives them a lot of flexibility. I think this is a huge momentum boost to the Chargers. They're somehow 1-2. They're taking on the Dolphins, who are, of course, 0-3 so far this season. The Chargers are 16-point favorites. The over-under is 44. This one's, of course, in the East Coast. So Sunday at 10 a.m. from Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, since we last spoke, the Chargers, tough loss at Detroit. And then they lost again. The they probably should have won last Sunday, hosting the Texans, it seemed to me, at least to the eye, that they were the better team, but they obviously uh, did not get that win. Now they get the remedy that every struggling team needs, and that's a game against the worst team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. The Finns uh, played really well, actually, in that game last week at Dallas. They were 21.5-point underdogs, and the Cowboys still covered. That's how bad this Miami team is. They can actually play well for half and still not cover three touchdowns. They end up losing that game, I think, by 25 so I'm going to slam this Chargers minus 16. I think they're playing pretty well right now. They're not a team that's really scoring a lot, but they're going to be able to move the ball. This Miami team has quit, and it's not even October yet. They're clearly a team that wants to lose as many games as possible. 
they started to go under the youth movement. We got Josh Rosen playing, of course, over Ryan Fitzpatrick. They traded Mika Fitzpatrick uh, and, and, and some, several other players that they traded or looking to trade as well. So this is going to go up to 17. I think it might even settle at 17 and a half or 18. Get it now at minus 16 before you lose out on that opportunity. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, I can't wait. Do the Dolphins play the Redskins? Can we get that game? Because that should be that should be the uh, of the week, the, the toilet bowl game of the week for sure. And that you know what? I, how awesome would it be if like NBC had the humility to flex that into their Sunday night game? Yeah, <laughs> just, I don't think that's the wisest move. Just, the, the TV executives are probably here from their their bosses himself. That would right if they took the two worst teams and put them on prime time. I would agree. Uh, yeah, I found the uh, the over under. I saw I found a forty three half at minus one hundred three. I think that's a good price. I think uh, I think the Chargers are going to be content to to run the ball a lot. The Dolphins are going to be content to hopefully not get hurt. I think that's the, the only Dolphins thing. Dolphins defense, though, man. I mean, yeah, they, you know, the Chargers could score forty five points on their they own. They can if they if they want to, right? And I'm just I'm I'm again, it's a price thing, but I just if I if I'm playing this out in my head. I'm thinking the Chargers are traveling. They're getting Melvin Gordon back. They're going to give healthy doses to to Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler just to to get some carries in for him because Melvin Gordon's going to come the bell cow. Uh, hat tip to Charger management, by the way. This thing kind of reeked at me, uh, reeked of of Melvin just wanting to kind of save his wear and tear a little bit. Um, I think yeah, they, they really handle this well, and it makes the Cowboys look extremely silly. Yeah, I just I don't. I mean, I get it. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's amazing, and uh, Saquon Barkley's amazing. But you just for the Cowboys, I suppose it's like a window thing, right? Like they got like another, they got a three-year window, so screw it. Put all your chips on the table, see what happens. You know, team like the Chargers, it's smart. Like the Chargers are really good, and I think they have a good window, and they got a real shot. But like, you want to add to this team. The Chargers want to get another player or two on offense or defense lineman probably and don't don't pay melvin gordon 100 million dollars when you got a stable of backs like that it's just it's just smart um that said melvin gordon runs hard man i've said this before i've had him in fantasy i like watching the guy play he is a mean running back i mean he puts his head down and bowls over uh looking forward to watching very elusive too actually the last several years guess who leads the league in forcing his tackles that's there you go that's our boy Melvin. So uh, I like the under here. I think uh, the price is right for the under is why I like it. Chargers could score 50 if they want to. Um, I just think they're going to run it out. They're going to want to get out of there. Uh, long trip, you know, get back home sort of thing. Okay. And then we're talking to Rams here. They're hosting the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're 1-2. and two. The Rams, of course, are 3-0. Rams are 9.5-point home favorites. The over-under in this one, 49. This one's Sunday at 1.05 p.m. from the Coliseum. And will the real Rams offense please stand up? They have not been dominant this year as we expect them to the defense still playing well they're still winning games and at the end of the day that's all that really matters they do not so far at least have that Super Bowl hangover that I think a lot of us uh expected so uh, I, I think Jared Goff's gonna go out there and start firing I think it's gonna be a fire the cans game this is an over that I, I certainly think is gonna be very attainable I think the Rams get off to a hot start taking the Rams first quarter which I expect to be uh somewhere around two and a half three three and a half and I'm going to take the full game over as well. You know, this Bucks team can score, especially when they're coming from behind. Um, you know, the Rams defense is very good. I think they're going to struggle. Uh, the Bucks will struggle against this Rams defense, but I think this one ends up getting out of hand pretty early in the second half, and the Bucks end up getting some garbage time points here. So 49, I think, is attainable. I'm taking Rams first quarter and the over. What are your thoughts on this one here? 
Yeah, I've got the Bucks money line actually at plus three fifty. So Whoa. I looked at a, I looked at a couple other places and I saw I saw plus two eighty five. I saw plus three hundred five. That giant collapse thought, really really made you uh, it, it inhibited a bunch of confidence for you there, huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, and I'm going to look like a clown as I keep betting money lines against <laughs> the Rams and just keep losing. But it's just again, it's a price thing. Like if yeah. you can get a pretty good price, and I think it's going to get worse or better for you, the better worse for the for the Bucks. Like I could see <laughs> this at plus three seventy five, plus three eighty, easy. Yeah, um, and you know. Putting money on Jameis Winston is – I could spend another hour and a half talking about uh, stag <laughs> capital in Super Contest Gold uh, in the clinching game, watching Jameis Winston throw 50-mile-an-hour fastballs directly into the chest of the Saints <laughs> defense, uh, but I won't. I think that this is the sort of game that I'm just – I'm putting my money down because the price is right and just hoping the Rams, like, got lost on the way to the stadium and, you know, Aaron Donald accidentally – flew to Tampa or something um, is, is the way I think that is the only way you can win that. You just need some freak accident to happen. Uh, and on that same, same, same note though, for the, for the listening public in a, in a era of red zone and Twitter and whatnot, put it down, tune in to the Rams game and just watch for one half. Give me one half. Watch Aaron Donald to He's watch incredible. a guy. He might be the best player in the NFL. It's, it's incredible. To watch a guy control a game from the defensive tackle position is unbelievable. And this is why your line, offensive and defensive, is besides quarterback, that's the most important position, but your line as a whole is so important. I mean, the guy just wreaks havoc on the other he team. He the game in so many ways. And, it's, and you know, we, we might literally be seeing the best defensive tackle in the history of the NFL, play, and, and he's here in our town, and, and you're right, it's, it's something that no one should take for granted. Rams fans should not take for granted. I don't think the coaches or any of the players yeah. take it for granted, but, but he's watching a, a special, special player, Just watch him. And, and it's really fun to watch. So, All right, awesome. You uh, Sorry, what, what was your bet there? You took Bucks, Bucks money line. line any, yeah. any thought on the over-under? Are you going to stay away from that? Yeah, I mean, it's the Ram offense, right? Gurley, clearly, Gurley's not right. I think it's a load management. I also think he's not right. Um, so there, it's it's mostly a passing offense. Cooper Cup looks great. Big hat tip to him. Uh, wish I could have owned him. Amazing. Wish I could have owned him in fantasy again this year because yeah, he was awesome yeah. last year until he got hurt. A guy I like to cheer for. Um, I just think until that offense completely gets going, you know, and I don't know that it's going to happen until late playoff time that they're going to unleash Gurley. Um, whatever's going on with his knee or his legs, because he's not the same guy. Uh, they're limiting the touches too, so it's just it's hard for me to want to bet an over under unless it's priced in. So uh, I just think the best the best bet here, the best way if you got to get your money down on something is going to be that Bucks money line, especially if it if it creeps to plus three seventy five, plus three eighty. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's move on. Let's talk best bets here. You're on a roll once again. Give me your best bet for the NFL. So we're going a little off script here. I'm going to take a prop. And this is oh, a very, this is a very, very stag capital bet. We have this unbelievable urge to bet under interceptions. It's something we just can't get enough of, <laughs> uh, especially against good defenses. So in this case, I'm taking Kirk Cousins under a half of an interception against the vaunted Bear defense at plus. Well, if, if he only ends up throwing ten times a game, you get a pretty good chance. It could look great. And listen, I think the bear the Bears are probably good for a turnover and a half in that game, right? I just don't think it's going to come from Kurt throwing it to the to the Bear secondary. Um, and at plus one thirty, that's a pretty good price. And this is one of those things where the public is like, oh, Bear defense interceptions over, 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 and they're driving the price the wrong direction. 
Um, so I'm more than happy to get my money down on, yeah, a Kirk Cousins who hopefully is only going to throw the ball 15 times that game. Absolutely. All right. And just give me real briefly the, the thought process of going under interceptions. So, I mean, it's mostly, again, it's the price, and that's why we end up with it is because the public – it tends to be in games like this, like a Ram game or a Chargers have a good defense or the Bears have a good defense. A ball-hawking secondary. You expect right. that to happen. The, yeah, teams will say, like, oh, for one inter- like they can get one interception. Like one interception is no big deal. But you don't – turnovers are pretty rare in the NFL. The ones you tend mm-hmm. to see give you a bias because you're watching red zone and you're <laughs> seeing highlights of, of, you know, turnovers and, mm-hmm. you know, muffed punts and fumbles. And it's just – you know, it, it tends not to happen all that much. Now, watch Kirk Cousin go out and throw three interceptions, but uh, by and large, this is just one of those things where we're getting our money down, we're fading the public, uh, because people look at it in a vacuum and say, like, oh, yeah, of course, like, the Bears are amazing. They're going to get at least an interception. Well, they yeah. might get some turnovers, not going to okay. necessarily be an interception. Fair enough. All right, that's, that's some good logic there. My NFL bet of the week is betting against the Oakland Raiders, the soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. This is a team that I'm looking to fade, and I look to fade them all season, all offseason. I took the under very confidently. I took them, uh, you know, I took the Broncos that first game that did not work out. But this is a team that does not play well away from home, especially. Their, their you know, first road game of the season uh, was a 20-point loss against the Vikings last week. They don't have another home game until November 3rd, believe it or not. So this is a team I think is going to be struggling. This is the time to bet them right now. They're only a touchdown underdog at Indianapolis. And remember when we thought the Colts were going to struggle without Andrew Luck? Not so much. They've been a pretty successful team so far. They've, they've, they've played well. Their defense is good. And the Raiders just cannot get out of their own way, especially on the road. I mean, this is Derek Carr, what he does best, just dink and dunk down the field. Uh, I think a lot of people thought, oh, this Raider team maybe can shake off that, that kind of stench of Antonio Brown. They played the Broncos at home week one, who have obviously proven to be a very poor team, and I'm very surprised this is only a seven-point spread. I thought this would be more like eight, nine, maybe even up to ten. So I'm loving this. You know, get it at seven points right now while you can. I think the Colts cruise in this one. So that's my NFL best bet of week number four, Colts minus seven at home against the Raiders. Any final thoughts here, Chris? It's good to be back. I think good to have you back. Um I think that you and I knew the Colts were going to be fine. I think maybe <laughs> some other people didn't know the Colts were going to be fine. This yeah. is a, I like to chalk this up to, uh, I mean, Jacoby Brissett has been in the league for a little while, but I like to chalk it up to him actually having played in some preseason football games. Mitch Trubisky, you are not Aaron Rodgers. Play the game, you idiot. Um, yeah, those are my final thoughts. The Bears drive me crazy, barely winning against Denver. Um Glad to have you back. Glad to talk some football. Yeah, this is a fun episode. This was episode number 14, and we were talking, of course, about college football. Week number five in the NFL, week number four. We're hopefully giving out some great picks here for Chris Lewert for the Believe Podcast Network for Stag Capital. Good luck this week. Sayonara. We'll see you guys next time. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.